Every once in a while, someone will come into the reconciliation room on a Saturday afternoon, confess their sins, and receive absolution. But before they leave, they will say something like this, Father Ray, I brought someone with me, a friend of mine. He hasn't been to confession in 25 or 30 years, and he's really nervous. He'll probably need some help, especially with the act of contrition. I wanted you to know all this because he's coming in next. That, my brothers and sisters, is a good Samaritan in action. I dare say when most people hear this parable from Luke 10, this story of the man who was robbed and beaten on his way from Jerusalem to Jericho, when most people hear that story, they think of physical acts of charity only. They think, in other words, of what the church calls the corporal works of mercy, feeding the hungry, giving drink to those who are thirsty, clothing the naked, sheltering the homeless, visiting the sick, visiting people in prison, burying the dead. They think that engaging in activities like these is what it means to be a good Samaritan. And in part, they're right. After all, the Samaritan in this story does perform several physical acts of charity for someone he doesn't even know. Someone who was his natural enemy. Remember, Jews and Samaritans didn't like each other. Most of the time they had intense hatred for each other. Not so here. But you see, it would be a big mistake for us to see this parable only in physical terms. That type of interpretation, that type of perspective would be much too narrow, much too restrictive. You see, being a good Samaritan also requires a concern for the spiritual needs of other human beings. A concern that is actively expressed in what the church refers to as the spiritual works of mercy. Instructing the ignorant, counseling the doubtful, admonishing sinners, bearing wrongs patiently, forgiving those who offend us, comforting the afflicted, and praying for the living and the dead. If you bring someone to confession on a Saturday afternoon, a friend who hasn't received that sacrament in 25 or 30 years, know that you are being a good Samaritan to that person. If you bring someone to an AA meeting, and I know that some of you have done that, or if you bring them to a meeting of another 12-step group, you are being a good Samaritan to that person. If you bring someone to Jesus in prayer every day, believe it or not, you're being a good Samaritan to that person. They may never know it. 
at least not on this side of the grave. A lot of people pray for us and we don't know they pray for us. They take us to Jesus in prayer. Those people are being good Samaritans. Here's one that's extremely important in our sin-saturated society. If you challenge a friend, confront a friend in love, who happens to be committing a serious sin, or who's contemplating committing a serious sin, if you do that, you are being a good Samaritan to that person. Now, they may not think of you as good. In fact, they probably won't think of you as good. They may call you every name in the book. Who do you think you are? Holier than thou. Sanctimonious. Goody good. What are you doing pointing the finger at me? Oh yeah, they may respond in that way. It doesn't matter. Admonishing sinners in a loving way is one of the spiritual works of mercy. If you invite a friend to a mission, and I know many of you have done this in the past, or if you invite them to a retreat, hoping that they will have a conversion or experience God in a deeper way, you are being a good Samaritan to that friend. On that note, as most of you know, many of our teenagers are currently in the middle of their closing mass at Steubenville East in La Salette. I know some of you have children on this year's trip. They're doing very well, the 60-plus teens we have. And they're just part of a group of about 2,500 teens. Can you imagine that group? It's an awesome experience. 2,500 teens who are actually praising God together, it's something to see, believe me. That's why we go every year. Chris and I went last night for the big Saturday night experience. It was worth the drive. It was worth driving back late at night to see what happens. You know, when we're in the process of preparing for that trip each year, I will ask individual teens in the parish, are you coming with us? Every once in a while, one of them will respond by saying, no, Father Ray, I'm not coming this year. I had a really good experience, but I've already been a couple of times. Let me tell you something. If you are a teenager, I warn you, that is the wrong response to give me. You are warned. <laughs> now, there can be legitimate reasons why a teen might not come with us on a given year. I understand that. But that's not one of the legitimate excuses. Because if you tell me that, if you say to me, no, I'm not coming, it was a really good experience for me, but, you know, I've already been a couple of times, Father Ray, that response tells me something. That tells me that you think your faith is just about you and God, period. It's between me and Jesus. That's wrong. Your faith, your Catholic Christian faith, is not just about you and God. It's about you, God, and your neighbor.
It's about you, God, and other people. So if you have a good experience on a retreat like Steubenville East, and this applies to adults as well as to young people, then you should want your friends to have the very same experience. If you really care about them, if you care about their salvation, about their souls, in the spirit of the Good Samaritan, you should ask them to come along with you in subsequent years. The first year can be for you. The next year and the year after that should be for them. First and foremost, you should go multiple times for their sakes, not for yours. When I was in high school, I went on a search retreat at the very beginning of my senior year. That was about 2,000 years ago now. <laughs> I had a great experience. It's another powerful youth retreat. They're still done today. We have searches in this diocese all the time. Some of our young people have attended them. It was a really powerful experience for me. So what did I do? I tried to get my friends to go on other search weekends afterward. I figured, wow, I experienced something great here. I wanted that for them. So I invited them. I was on teams afterwards, so I was actually a part of running some of these weekends. Some of my friends said yes. Some of them said no. But at least I tried. The last words in this gospel story are spoken not only to the scholar of the law who said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Those words are also spoken to all of us. Go and do likewise. Go out, in other words, into the world and imitate the Good Samaritan. May Almighty God help us all to do that, physically and also spiritually.